Welcome to Dazer Update for February 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Dara Victoria. And yeah, we've got a very busy week this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody decided to announce a bunch of stuff, mostly mm. negative news. Yeah. Uh, games being shut down, mm. games being delayed, games being delisted. Uh, lots of bad news this week, but there's still plenty of good stuff mm-hmm. here. Um, and yeah, we got some some fun little bit of Activision Blizzard uh, paying an SEC fine. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. s- tell you all about that. And E3 is going to be weird this year. Yeah. We'll tell you why. Uh, but before we get to that, we'll talk about what we've been playing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll kick it off here. I've been playing some indie stuff. Uh, Trigger Witch, which I got on sale for 6 bucks on PSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is basically, uh, if you take, you know, the Legend of Zelda, a link to the past, uh, but put guns in it. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah, sure. Um, why not? Yeah. As the title says, it's you're a, a gun toting witch. Yeah. Because uh, magic has gone away. And yeah. in, uh, in place of that, they get guns uh, mm-hmm. through like a weird magic portal. And that is p- sort of part of your uh, rite of passage, I guess. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, you go, you go do this gauntlet. That is the like tutorial mm-hmm. uh, for showing you how the the controls work. And as interesting, so your main weapon is a hand cannon. Um, mm. Then you uh, any alternate weapon is uh, sort of a backup for that. So you use those uh, alternate weapons mm-hmm. uh, until your ammo runs out, and then it automatically swaps back to the hand cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, until it's you know reloaded in the background, and then you can swap back to it. Uh, I have right now four different uh, alternate weapons. There's like an AK-47. I got yeah. a little Uzi, you know, submachine guns. I've got a like grenade launcher, and now I have a flamethrower, uh, which is good in the the ice mm-hmm. dungeon because they put up a lot of ice blocks as. Uh, mm-hmm. progression blocks or blockers until you get that. It's like, oh, I can go back and do all this stuff and get all sorts of things. So uh, I've done all three of the the first uh, three dungeons uh, that they you know, test you with at the beginning of the game. Uh, so that was pretty good. Um, the upgrading is pretty neat. It's not, you know, uh, it, well, you sort of get stuff as you go through the dungeons that help you do things in them. Um, but uh, your main way of upgrading is that you just constantly earning this currency uh, from you know breaking boxes, killing enemies, uh, that kind of stuff, opening chests. And uh, every time you leave a room, uh, it respawns all those boxes that you can break. So you can kind of just grind out that stuff really uh, which mostly happens when you're just exploring around and trying to figure out like where you need to go for, uh, you know, progression and all that. So uh, you go back to one of the shops. There's two shops right now that I have, one for upgrading health, which I've maxed out right now. I think I have like eight pips of health. And the other is where you use these upgrade boxes you get to essentially unlock your ability to upgrade the the four main stats for any of your guns, uh, which is like uh, how much you have in your your ammo, uh, damage, I think rate of fire and reload speed, uh, that kind of stuff. And you just use your currency to 
uh, buy up that stuff. I'm actually going to unlock uh, all those weapons and upgrade them all, but I've got the, the hand cannon upgraded max right now. Uh, I've been working on the others, but yeah, you find that stuff is like hidden in caves and uh, secret parts of uh, the dungeons, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the the health uh, merchant also sells maps to show you where uh, a lot of the hidden stuff is. So uh, it's a pretty well done game. Looking forward to putting some more time into that, but that's been uh, fun to play for the five or six hours I've put in so far. I, I assume it's not going to be terribly long game, maybe like 15 at most. So there's that. Uh, also been playing more Haiku the Robots, the the Metroid-like that is very much borrowing a lot of style from uh, Hollow Knight. Uh, but right now I am just moving my way through the game as I have I beat the boss that was kind of tripping me up. Uh, I've been mostly just exploring as I've gotten uh, a few other upgrades. One is like a an explosion move that I just explode in it fills up like two-thirds of my heat meter, uh, so it's not something I can spam too much of. Uh, and the other one I have is like a... It takes my dash. It allows me to do it in the air to uh, warp around walls, essentially. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff designed around that for uh, progression blocking. I've also gotten around to other parts of the map that... Uh, let me buy upgrades for things like uh, I don't get fucked up in water anymore, uh, and I can handle the super hot areas. Uh, and with that stuff, they basically uh, have your heat meter is just constantly full, so you are kind of limited in what kind of moves you can do, but otherwise it's not too difficult there. Um, and yeah, I bought some of the the upgrades in the shop, uh, just like oh, I have more chip slots to have more perks going uh, and buying some of the perks, that kind of stuff. Nothing really too complicated, but enjoying that a lot. Uh, been dealing with a couple of areas that are uh, full of darkness, uh, which I luckily found a an upgrade that was just this little lightning bug that follows me around and gives me some light in those areas. So it uh, has a lot of cool, cool like touches for you know, ideas for areas, you know, the dark area has a lot of these uh, burrowing robots that uh, break open holes, uh, or yeah, paths for you to uh, roll through. I have a ball mode now uh, that my robot turns into a ball. Uh, can't do anything in the ball, just move around. Uh, as soon as I jump, I jump out of it, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's been fun. And the other game I've been playing, I streamed this, uh, I think, Friday. Uh, Submerged Hidden Depths. Uh, this is a sequel to uh, a game called Submerged that was kind of a chill uh, action, not, not really an action game, just a, a chill kind of exploration adventure game uh, set in a, uh, a future where climate change has flooded uh, the planet and the uh, that one had the this girl and her brother uh, who had gotten sick, sort of uh, finding a place to, uh, you know, stash him safely, and then going around exploring these buildings and such. And the exploration is kind of more in the uncharted vein of platforming, uh, though not even any sort of jumps. It's just a lot of 
dropping on ledges, climbing around that way, finding you know alternate paths, all that kind of stuff, climbing up ladders, fairly simple stuff. Uh, but it was a fun kind of chill experience, and I got the all the trophies in that game originally. Uh, I'm playing this sequel on Steam, so I got it in the the humble bundle of like uh, hidden gems, indie gems uh, from 2022. Uh, and this is one I had my eye on as the the sequel. And yeah, the story here is that uh, you know they uh, she finds a way to heal her brother, and in the process, sort of acquires this thing called the mass uh that has like taken over one of her arms uh but other than like allowing her to uh, i don't know deal with the mass a little bit uh the mass is kind of represented as like these big black like oily tendrils that have grabbed onto a bunch of buildings and such uh and block pads and all that kind of stuff and she has like this uh, thing like wrapped around her one arm that she is able to do some things with, but she's still trying to figure out whether it's like killing her or it's, you know, something that's helpful, who knows, but uh, with this, uh, you know, the, the brother and the sister are sort of teaming up now uh, going around some of the buildings you get to, to go explore. He, the brother does, but those are usually the buildings where there's like one thing on them to get uh, versus the ones that the sister does where there's multiple things. It's like these, you're trying to grab these seeds that people have used to create like electricity, I guess, and use those to power up like TVs and radios and clocks and stuff. Uh, You take the, take the seed out of the the thing they hook it up to and take it down to wherever the, the heart of the mass is for that building. And then it turns everything from this like black tendril mess to like green plant-like mess. I don't know. Uh, story-wise, they don't speak English. I don't know if it's a specific language they're speaking or if it's uh, just something made up. Uh, but along the way, you're getting little story beats, uh, mostly in like the, the form of like four panel uh, comics. Though they're not really comics. They're kind of done in like native art style kind of thing. Uh, for that, so uh, a lot of it is just collecting things uh, as you have the Breath of the Wild style uh, binocular that you're looking through to look around and highlights, you know, points of interest for things that are like ship upgrades that let you get a better boost on the ship. I don't know how it has a boost on it, but uh, it just has like a little motorboat kind of engine on it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a nice chill time, a lot of fun uh, to explore and all that. And that's been pretty much it for me. So how about you, Brandon? Yeah, um, well, uh, I've still largely still been playing Persona, 5, Persona 4 Golden. And I've actually gotten past the point that I had originally played the game back in the day because I never really got to finish it um, because the other disc for the game that I had up at this point had a, uh, shall we say a fault in it. And so I was unable to continue. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh Naoto's, uh, dungeon, which if anybody who remembers that particular dungeon was essentially like a secret laboratory from like an old supposed, it was supposed to be like a secret laboratory from like an old tokusatsu TV show. Uh, they even bring up like, 
you know, the whole concept during it. Um, and Naoto's character has always been kind of divisive, partly because people have sort of interpreted and misinterpreted various things about what the story is supposed to be about. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, of course, I already knew what the big uh, reveal was because, for one thing, the game doesn't really do a good job of hiding it. The context clues are there. And also, just because of their voice actor, it makes it kind of obvious. Um, but, yeah, so I've done that, uh, which basically means now that, you know, the whole party is together now. Um, and now, you know, the shit basically hits the fan and, you know, it's getting to that point where it's a race against time to find out who the killer is. And for anybody who is wondering, I already know who the killer is. It was spoiled for me years ago, (laughs) but I want the chance to finally be able to beat this game. So I finally got the chance to do it. So awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, one of the things I mentioned uh, a while a little while ago was that one of the things about this game that always frustrated me, uh, which Persona 5 solves very handily, is how long Persona 4 takes to actually start, you know, like to get going, because it takes its sweet time sort of building up, you know, the world building, like, yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, you, you know, this is the town you're going to be in, and this is the school you're going to be going. Here's where you're going to be living. Here are the people you're going to be going to school with. And it just takes its sweet time building up to the first actual, like, proper dungeon. Um, which, of course, Persona 5 solved that because it starts you right in the middle of the action at the very beginning. But the uh, at this point, the um, you know, the game is pretty much in full swing. With one minor thing that kind of irritates me. Yeah. So you both have played Persona 4 before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but never. Yeah. Do you remember the information where it's like, yeah, so I, you know, like, we need to be able to locate this person who's gone into the TV world, but we need to get something for either Teddy or Reese so that they can get their location. And how, like, weirdly freaking arbitrary the whole thing was with, like, this... You had to do, like, this exact sequence of events to get to it. Any of this jogging your memory? No. No? Okay. Well, let me refresh it then. So, you know, this wasn't the problem with the first dungeon because at that point, Teddy could already point you towards the area you needed to go. But once around the, like, second proper dungeon... This starts this thing where you have to get info on, like, why, you know, it's it's really weirdly arbitrary. You have to get, like, info on, like, their history and, like, are they going through some stuff. And you have to do this by talking to basically everybody you can encounter in the school, in town. Sometimes you have to actually talk to Dojima himself or or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it can, the whole thing can span days, you know, where it's like, okay, you can only do so much. Now you got to go back home and then wake up the following day and then go back in the town and try and get this series of events going again. Um, 
Yeah, it's not necessarily complicated. It's just tedious as hell. Um, but fortunately, the rest of the game makes up for it. But uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, if anyone's curious what that sound is in the background, uh, my uh, coconut, my pet cockatoo, he's currently in his travel cage because we're redoing his, rebuilding his proper cage uh, this week. So he's a little on edge. <laughs> That's him you're hearing in the background. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, uh, Dan Rib, what about you? Uh, yeah, I uh, got back into um, Fire Emblem Engage this week after struggling a bit last week. I decided to go ahead and uh, swallow some humble pie and uh, go into normal mode. And uh, the thing is, with uh, a lot of games these days, if you decide to go down in difficulty, you can go back up. So, yeah. Uh, swallowing the pill there, and um, yeah, it turns out um, as soon as I, as I made that happen, the chapter I was stuck on, I am no longer stuck. In fact, it felt a little easy. So I'm like, come on, you gotta like do better as far as like, you know, making the game hard and making the game like easy. Because like, there's only you only have normal and hard uh, to choose from with Fire Emblem Engage, and uh, yeah, that's a little frustrating. Um, it also, I also have some nitpicks with the UI. Like, for example, you can't exit a map or, like, decide to quit uh, without retrying it first, because when you retry it, it all of a sudden goes into your uh, loadout screen. So I was like, oh, why can't I just quit from the beginning? Because when you do quit, it'll take you back to the title screen, and if you save in the middle of the game, it'll take you back to, like, you know, that middle part of the actual fight. So uh, that's a little bit, a little bit frustrating, but uh, I'm happy to finally make some progress now. And um, Another issue I had with the game's difficulty, or rather it's not really um, uh, difficulty related, but it has to do with scaling, is um, if you're both familiar with the Fire Emblem series, uh, in between chapters you can also uh, take part in what's called skirmishes, which usually is there to like really just train all your units and grind and stuff. But because the um, skirmishes all scale with their enemies, uh, Every fight you have is pretty much pitting people against you who are at your level. So it becomes as hard, if not harder, than the actual quest. So that's a little annoying, and I spent, like, a few days just trying to get through a skirmish that I didn't even really have to do because, you know, it has nothing to do with the plot. But, um, yeah, like, um, playing this game for a longer period of time, like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, like, some issues that didn't really bother me in the past or, um, like, you know, Three Houses was more uh, story-based, so there were some parts of that that I really enjoyed more. Like, for example, even though this game has a bit of a weaker story, um, I do think, like, the art and, and stuff with, with the various characters is better. And it's unfortunate that there really isn't much of an opportunity to really get to know these characters aside from support conversations. And one thing that it tries to solve is after you complete any fight, you're actually allowed to free roam on the plane in 3D. Um, and, you know, just to, like, pick things up or uh, talk to people. But, like, every piece of dialogue you read is really, really mundane and, like, almost, like, pointless one-liner-ish, and it doesn't really add to the um, to the character's, like, development, if anything. Uh, you really only see that in support conversations and throughout areas in the plot. But when it comes to, like, you know, the extra time to go ahead to get to know characters in between this little part, it doesn't really do much there. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely starting to like uh, show some of some of the issues, and um, 
you know, uh, at, at the very least, as I've said before, like this game is definitely one of the harder Fire Emblem games, and they've definitely uh, gone back to the drawing board as far as like making the combat like worthwhile because this is definitely one of the harder ones I've played in a bit. But yeah, um, aside from all that, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely having my fun there. Uh, I'm also a whole lot deeper into Hi-Fi Rush, uh, which came out a, a week ago, two weeks ago, on, um, on, on, on I was only one mission in, and now I'm about nine in, and I think um, there's like maybe 12 or 15 uh, levels or so in the game, so I'm, I'm near the end. And um, I'll tell you, like, as far as rhythm games go, like, I'm not the most skilled when it comes to these games like i i enjoyed games like ddr and elite beat agents in, in my heyday but as far as like um these actual like rhythm games that have nothing to do with uh with 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 music i struggle a little more so you know i've i've never played uh what was that metal hell singer and uh as far as like games like um the crypto of the necro dancer i suck at those but it's re- it's really nice to be playing through this and feeling like you're better uh you're getting better as time goes on um, I think Chris talked a little bit about like uh, the first uh, level being a little long, and actually all the all the levels are like that. Uh, but the first level is really more of a tutorial, and it's really nice to just have uh, to just like get better on your own accord. I never actually died in the game until about level four, so um, there's that. And the reason why I died is because all of a sudden it starts to get a little overwhelming, because uh, later in the game you get to uh, recruit people as part of your gang of misfits and. While you don't get to use them, you get to like assign them to right trigger and unleash their abilities there. Uh, very reminiscent of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and um, yeah, it's 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 definitely been really enjoyable. I love the visual style. Um, I love the way the game handles, and uh, the story is um, pre- pretty hilarious for what it is. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Saturday morning cartoons, uh, combined with a little bit of comic book stuff here. So, yeah. Um, Definitely an easy recommendation, like either full price or um, getting it on Game Pass. And it's definitely something that'll make me pay more attention to uh, Tango Gameworks moving forward. Like, this is not the kind of game they usually make. And it just goes to show that, you know, hopefully you have something as good as this. Because, you know, that happened with Horizon, with uh, uh, with, with, with Gorilla. And, you know, you, you can only hope that you really get to see the developer development team's creativity thrive. But, yeah, that's about it for me. All right, so let's get to some news. Uh, it's a new month, so that means we have new uh, lineup info for PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold. Uh, we'll kick it off here with PlayStation Plus, uh, which has four games this month. as a nice little bonus. Uh, for the first one here for the PS5 and PS4, it's Evil Dead the game. Uh, it is, you know, kind of like a, a more involved uh, Left 4 Dead kind of game. Uh, we, you are playing as, you know, one of the, uh, the main protagonists of the Evil Dead games. Uh, you know, I think they have four different Bruce's, Bruce Campbell's in there, Ash, Ash Williams, uh, characters from, uh, the three movies or, uh, the show in there, as well as some of the side characters. Uh, and I believe that the game generally has a little more involved versus just shooting everything, generally trying to accomplish certain things. Uh, for that, so it can be a bit of a, a tougher experience, but I've heard good things. But yeah, you you can check that out for the PS5 and PS4. Uh, let's see, also for PS5 and PS4's Ollie Ollie World, uh, this game is a skateboarding game, a very fantastic one. It is 
very similar to previous games, though now that they they are not straight 2D games in their style, yeah. uh, it is 3D where the the tracks you can go on can go you know into the background or foreground or do some fun stuff. They do have some neat ways of doing like half pipes mm-hmm. as part of the stage and all that kind of stuff. And you're very much trying to be like the uh, like the skating god essentially, and you're going through these different areas to like earn your your way to that. Uh, your quest for Narvana uh, for that, and has some cool DLC as well. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a game that people should definitely check out if you're into like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of similar ideas to that. Uh, let's see, also for PS5 and PS4, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Uh, that is the expansion, I think, from last year that uh, they put out. Uh, so you can jump into that and have at least that part of the campaign to check out. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, and play it with friends or whatever. Uh, so there you go for that. And the the last game is just for the PS4, Mafia the Definitive Edition, uh, which is a very interesting game that's made in the wake of GTA 3 that uh, is set in the like 1930s, the very kind of old-school Mafia uh, time uh, for that. And the, the main thing I really remember from that original game is that things like your your vehicles had to adhere to speed limits in those areas, things like that. Um, like maybe some some basic traffic laws that if you broke, the, the cops would come after you, among other things, if you shot at people, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think that's trying to be a bit more of a, uh, you know, that kind of uh, type of mafia game in the pro- Prohibition era, all that kind of stuff. So that could be neat. Mm. Uh, I have to check that one out as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They also add in at the end here the PlayStation Plus collection for PS5, PS Plus members mm-hmm. uh, is going to be ending on May 9th. Uh, so if you have not gone through and redeemed all those games and you have a PS5, definitely do so uh, as soon as you can. It's a very good collection of of uh, games. Uh, a lot of good ones, especially if you miss the PS4 as a console that has a lot of good stuff there. Uh, I think the only one that's been taken down at recent uh, times is, uh, uh, was it, Persona 5? So, but they got a lot of really good games there that uh, people should check out. Uh, so there yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm probably going to go and look in. Because I probably want to go ahead and load some uh, onto my, into my, you know, PS5 library before they go belly up. So, yeah, it's pretty quick. To do all that, uh, let's see. Let's get to Games with Gold, uh, which is not going out of its way to give you extra value here for the month. Uh, (laughs) The first one that's available now until the 28th is For the King. This game is actually pretty cool. Uh, It is kind of done like a tabletop RPG, essentially. we're kind of moving around, exploring, getting into story moments, taking out enemies, uh, trying to watch out for any traps or whatever. Mm. As you try to figure out, like, uh, you know, who killed the king and uh, get everything back to some sense of normalcy. Uh, has a cool art style to it and all that. So that's one to at least to check out. Uh, though that game also goes on sale for like 
you know, four or five bucks often. So there you go for that. Uh, also happening, let's see, February 16th, Guts and Goals. Uh, I don't know what this one is, but it seems like it is a uh, a local multiplayer thing. Yeah, arcade-style soccer game where you get to beat up your friends as you try to score, get your bat, and get smack-tastic in multiple crazy stadiums, each with their own unique mechanics. So, yeah, very much that kind of local multiplayer soccer-style kind of game. So, not going to be all right, but, yeah, there you go. That's that's it for the for the month. That's uh, February 16th to the March 15th for that guts and goals. So... An all right lineup, but nothing, nothing to write home about. But uh, let's get to the rest of the news. Uh, there is a new firmware update for the PS5 in beta right now. Uh, this one adds a bunch of things that people have been wanting. Uh, big one here: Discord voice chat for the PS5. Uh, you just go in and link your Discord account to your PS5, like through the, the PS5 itself. Uh, then you can just join voice chats with friends and uh, whatnot, no matter what platform they're on. So that's cool. Uh, let's see, what else do they mention here? Yeah, they have new friends who play Trump and specifically been playing that game. So like they've had like a, a counter to tell you like, oh, five of your friends have played this game. Like, well, who is that? Now that's going to be able to tell you. And I think they also updated the little drop down game hub thing uh, to tell yeah. you like how much you've played the game mm-hmm. uh, instead of having to drill into your profile to look for it. And yeah. how much, how much progress you have for the, for the PS five games that, you know, allow that. Uh, they also have the ability to manually upload game captures to the PlayStation app. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's had an option to do that automatically, but now you, and maybe have that off and have it just upload stuff, uh, yeah. specific things instead of you know trying to upload big video files or whatever. Uh, let's see, they got new uh, you know, display options now, they have variable refresh rate for 1440p monitors and mm-hmm. uh, select TVs that have that stuff. Uh, so that's good to see. They've added some new stuff for the game library, uh, mm-hmm. so now you can. If you decide to go and make those game list folders in the library, you can now sort them. Yep. Instead of it just being in the order that you added them in, mm-hmm. uh, which is not typically how people want to do that. Yeah. Uh, they also added a filter so that when you're going to add stuff to a list, uh, it'll sort out PSVR games so mm-hmm. that, you know, if you are looking to get a PSVR 2, you might want to know you know, what games you have that are going to be eligible for upgrades and that kind of stuff, which I've done that just to make it a little easier for me. I think I have like eight or nine that should get upgrades. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to see. Uh, and then they have more accessibility stuff, uh, some more options for uh, moving saves, PS4 saves from the PS4 to the PS5, uh, as well as, uh, ways to better better tools for downloading your PS4 saves for your PS5 games, uh, that kind of stuff. So it says when you download or install a PS4 game on your PS5 console, a notification that PS4 save data is available in your PS network cloud storage will appear. You say like, hey, uh, you know, this is the thing you can do here. Simply select the notification, 
to download your saved data. Mm. Uh, so that's good. Uh, when you download or install a PS5 game that can load PS4 save data, uh, it'll let you know uh, with that same kind of notification. Uh, so that's good to know for those games that do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also added the ability to transport uh, your save data, game data, user profiles, settings, screenshots, videos to another PS5 through local Wi-Fi or LAN cable. Mm. Uh, so now if you are switching PS5s, uh, maybe to, you know, from the one that doesn't have a disc to one that does or whatever, what are you doing? Uh, that lets you move that stuff around more easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a big one. Uh, wireless updating for your controller. Mm. Uh, if you get updates uh, previously, you had to find you know a USB cable to plug it in. So it could do that. Now you can do it wirelessly. Mm. Uh, so that's good for all the lazy people out there. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it's the... Yeah, there's more voice command stuff. So a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff people have been wanting, so that's cool to see. Uh, it's in beta right now, so it'll probably be out you know, in a few months yeah. here. So that is cool to see. Mm-hmm. So there you go for firmware stuff. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Coming out now, Valiant Hearts Coming Home, the sequel to Valiant Hearts, mm-hmm. uh, is on the Netflix app on your mobile devices for yep. those that have a uh, subscription. Uh, so I can continue on as I think it's set. Uh, where is it set at? You know, just back in World War One for some more stuff. Mm-hmm. James joins the Harlem Hellfighters to search for his heroic older brother Freddy, Ooh. while Anna tends to the wounded and broken. Mm-hmm. Ernst, a German driver, and George, a British aviator, each face their own challenges. And Waltz, the canine companion from the first game, is back to aid players in their progress through exploration, puzzle solving, and action sequences. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a lot of the same stuff you were doing in the previous one. Yeah. Just with some new people. Yep, pretty much. So yeah, there you go. Something cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, also out now, the demo for Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line. Uh, yeah, it's out now. Features... Are they saying this demo has 30 songs in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure. Yeah, 30 songs you can play. That's pretty generous for this kind of game. Oh, yeah. Uh, though I guess it has 385 songs in it, so that's not even 10% of that. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah. The way the Theat Rhythm games you know, work, uh, they have different kinds of stages. Uh, there's battle music stages, which are facing waves of enemy that you... Uh, you know, play through the music to fight. Uh, there's field music stages, which are more of just going around with your party uh, through you know, a lot of like uh, overworld music, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and event music stages that play to the beat against yeah the the iconic scenes from these various games. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they have tracks from Final Fantasy two, five, seven. 13, 14, and 15 for this demo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Mm. Something cool to check out. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty funny considering that this is another rhythm game, but I also read that this demo actually allows you to save your progress for the real game, and I'm like, this is not an RPG, but okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it technically is an RPG because your, your party gains levels 
uh, an experience based on how well you play. I don't know um, if it's you get like boosts or anything. I am wondering how this game actually plays, like all the platforms. So, uh, you haven't played the 3DS versions. The 3DS, yes, but like you know, on 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 the Switch, it would definitely be different considering there's no stylus. I would assume you use the analog stick uh, for that stuff. Analog stick, maybe buttons. I don't know. I think it should work fine uh, for the most part. So, yeah, there you go. A demo to check out. Uh, and a demo in the future on the 24th, February 24th. Will Long Fallen Dynasty gets a demo? Yeah, this is one I've been looking forward to. Yeah, this is the Team Ninja... Uh, hey, we can make an open-world Souls-like game. Yeah, well, I mean, they already made a Souls-like game, but now they're actually... This one's open-world-ish. Like, actually open-world, yeah. Yeah, like Elden Ring, but... Though it has a lot more Team Ninja mechanics to it, of parrying and... Uh, I forget the... All I played of the, the, the closed beta was literally the tutor- tutorial, and I was like, this is a lot of stuff. This is like full on, you know, ninja guided level of mechanics. Oh yeah. Uh for, you know, a Souls like game which already has its own mechanics, but mm-hmm. this is like, all right, this there's a lot going on here. Uh, yeah. I guess if you beat the demo, uh you get some free DLC, the crouching dragon helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh but otherwise your save data will carry over to the full game when it launches. Mm. And yeah, that is on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. Mm. I think that's where all the demo's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, one of those games I'm kind of anticipating um, because, you know, I loved both of the Neo games. thought they were pretty good. Um, And I kind of want to see, you know, how uh, Team Ninja is going to sort of take the idea of the more open worldish type of souls like also i just love the idea that they're putting a souls like in the middle of the three kingdoms period so like you've got all these like famous you know like if you're a dynasty warriors fan you're going to recognize a lot of the a lot of the characters you're going to come in contact with in this game yeah so yeah it's going to be cool yeah so there you go for february 24th also steam is having a demo Fest, I think, here this week coming up. Mm-hmm. So there's already a bunch of demos coming out for indie stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure when they are specifically having that, but I've been seeing a lot of news like, oh, we're going to be having a demo this week. And it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. So this is a good time to have demos. Uh, but yeah, this next one here, Brock the Investigator is coming out March 1st. It's been out on PC, I think, since last year. Uh, but this is a, a brawler meets adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, featuring, you know, it's a it's a pun in the name. You might not, you know, notice it, but uh, investigator uh-huh. is the capitalized the G in Gator. Funny, because uh, you're controlling a big like Gator detective. Uh, so yeah, it's a narrative driven adventure game with action puzzles, investigation. Uh, has a nice little art style to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is neat. Fully voice acted up to like 20 hours long on your first playthrough. So that's cool. Uh, that'll be on uh, yeah, everything or what? Well, no PS5, PS4, Xbox one and switch. Mm. No Xbox series version. 
yet. Uh, but I looked at the Steam page, and it seems like it's really well uh, reviewed there. So yeah, it seems like it should be a very good game. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. So, yep. Uh, let's see here. Happening March eighth, Cart Rider Drift mm-hmm. is launching for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and mobile. It is currently yeah. in like an open beta for at least PC and mobile, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is cool. That's when their first season starts of their you know uh, games as a service thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a a kart racing game, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the characters you're controlling are kind of in the Bomberman kind of mode uh, oh, or yeah. style. So uh, I played the the beta last year at some point. It was pretty cool mm. uh, for what it was. A lot of a lot of unlocks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, all that kind of stuff. So oh yeah. Uh, for as few as kart racers happen, there's one to check out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and uh, let's see here, happening March 28th, MLB The Show 23 has been announced mm-hmm. officially for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, X and S, Xbox One, and Switch. Mm. Uh, so that'll be cool. It has, let's see, they've announced Jazz Chisholm Jr. Uh, the Miami Marlins is the, the cover athlete. He's an interesting... Uh, choice because he is a little known uh, player in the majors, mm-hmm. uh, but he has a bright future ahead of him. He's a very good player, just one of those like rising stars that people find uh, to be a good choice for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in the Bahamas. He's one of eight people that's ever played in the the majors from the Bahamas, mm-hmm. uh, and he's. Like right up there, matching people have played for you know five or ten years and three seasons, I think. So, uh, there you go. They're going, I think they announced the whatever the uh special edition cover athlete is Derek Jeter mm-hmm. uh, for that. So, they're like legend for that. So, uh, let's see, pre orders open February 6th. Not mm-hmm. really too much on the details of what's new, but. And they're still going to keep doing all the cross-platform playing, cross-saves, cross-progression stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool uh, for that. So there, there you go. We'll find mm-hmm. out more about that here over the next few weeks. Mm. All right, April 25th is when R-Type Final 3 Evolved launches in North yeah. America. Uh, this is just for the PS5. I believe it's supposed to be a free upgrade for people that own R-Type Final 2. Because mm-hmm. uh, instead of like making some big upgrade or a big like update for that. They decided to make it a whole separate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's the PS5 version because the, the original is on PS4. So instead of doing all that, they've fully remade the game in Unreal Engine 5, mm-hmm. make it look as nice as possible. Uh, so that's cool. has a bunch of stuff in it. You know, looks better. Uh, yeah, they have a performance-based difficulty system that adjusts just to how you're doing, which mm-hmm. makes it tougher for people that are doing well, easier for people that are struggling, uh, all that kind of stuff. has a bunch of exclusive stages, uh, all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be neat. Mm-hmm. More R-Type. Uh, so there you go. And yeah, we're getting here to the stuff that NISA announced. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they announced Disguise 7, Vows of the Virtuous. 
uh, is coming to the West uh, for mm-hmm. PlayStation, Switch, and PC this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced Disguise 7 last year at some point. Been yeah. Teasing things that are in it, uh, but mostly for, yeah, it launched, launched in Japan uh, last week on the 26th. Yeah. Uh, but now it's officially coming to the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'll support English and Japanese audio. Yeah. Deluxe edition will include a copy of the game, digital soundtrack, digital art book. A limited edition will also be available for $158.99. Mm. It includes the deluxe edition, hardcore hardcover art book, two disc original soundtrack, steelbook, mini Biobu art display, mm-hmm. uh, Unomi teacup, and a collector's box. It seems like a lot of unnecessary stuff. Yeah. Uh, alongside the cool stuff. So yeah, there you go. More Disgaea. Yeah. I I watched I've watched the trailer that they've given and I do like the idea of sort of a feudal Japanese type of area in the underworld, but I'm still kind of on the fence about the fact that they're still trying to use those 3D models from the last game, because I've said before, and I'll say it again, somehow they managed to make the 3D models less expressive than the 2D ones were. And I don't know how they managed to pull that off. Yeah. Um, But... You know, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll I'll be surprised, but uh, I am seeing a lot of repeated models here. So, I think people would say that's true of when it was two D. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have to see how much the the gameplay and all that improves. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Ubisoft decided to announce a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced the Crew Motorfest, the the series yeah. you were not expecting to ever come back. Uh, is coming back the crew motorfest uh it is coming out sometime later this year for yeah ps5 ps4 xbox series x and s xbox one pc and luna mm-hmm. uh going against the series tradition of you know taking place taking place across the us mm-hmm. uh this one's set in one location uh yeah like in oahu mm-hmm. the island of oahu in hawaii yeah. uh so that's Need to have a bit more restraint on you know their their location mm-hmm. here, uh, but it seems like they're kind of making, uh, let's say Forza Horizon. Mm. They're trying to do that, yeah. Uh, which I'd say maybe that would be better for this kind of series mm-hmm. versus the kind of aimless feeling of the uh, the first two. Yeah, we're just like ah, oh, you can do anything, drive across the country. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. <sighs> uh, but yeah, that should hopefully at least give it a bit more of a an interesting focus. And this is an area that uh, Forza Horizon has not been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't had a racing game in Hawaii since I think at least the Test Drive Unlimited games. Yeah, uh, which were all about having the exact roads that were rich, that were in Oahu or whatever mm-hmm. island they were on. So. Yeah, this could be cool. They have a uh, signups for the Insider program to sort of beta test it before launch. Mm-hmm. Like help give feedback and all that. But yeah, there you go. That'll be out sometime later this year. Mm. All right, awesome. And yeah, then we'll get to the other game uh, Nisa announced. 
Yeah. Uh, Rhapsody Marl Kingdom Chronicles. Yep. For the PS5, Switch, and PC, mm. uh, which is the two sequels to, uh, let's see, I think Rhapsody, I'm not sure about the original game, Rhapsody, A Musical Adventure. Mm-hmm. It came out on the PS1. That's the only one of these games that came out in the US. Mm-hmm. And that uh, they're putting out these sequels Rhapsody 2, Ballad of the Little Princess, Rhapsody 3, Memories of Marl Kingdom, mm. out in a little package for you know PS5, Switch, and PC. Mm. Uh, it'll be out this summer at some point. Yeah. Uh, with English and Japanese audio and English only text. The PC versions will only be available individually. Mm. And they have their special editions and all that, but. That's neat. These are sort of more musically oriented RPGs. I don't think they're rhythm games, but they, I think they're loving characters mm-hmm. doing music and singing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which on the PS1, that would have been a very noteworthy thing to separate it from other games, mm-hmm. JRPGs on that system. Oh, yeah. So it's neat that they're bringing these all back, but also not bringing out the first game mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually watched the uh, NIS America's made the announcement and uh Rhapsody looks cool um i've never actually played it or heard any of heard of the series before uh i don't know why like may, maybe it didn't come here i have no idea maybe maybe brandon might know about that but i it looks cool that, that, that's all i'll say about it eh, i don't really know i but like like you said it looks cool <laughs> yeah the first game came out here but that time period, this would not have been a game that got very many copies made. Yeah. So it would have been easily missed by most people that, you know, jumped into the genre with like Final Fantasy VII mm. and stuck to the big guns. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, hopefully they get that original in there at some point. Mm. Knowing NISA, they will. I don't know why they would use this collection to gauge putting the first one out. Mm. But I guess they would be like, well, the first one, it'll cost more to make. Yeah. We can charge more for that. Mm-hmm. That's what NISA likes a lot. Is mm-hmm. uh, be able to charge you more. So there you go. Rhapsody. Yep. Marl Kingdom Chronicles. Mm. Uh, right. Then we'll get to this next one here. Power Wash Simulator. Getting some new content. They just had the, the Tomb Raider pack that just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very cool. It's more... More stages set around uh, Lara Croft's mansion, mm-hmm. uh, where they they joke uh, about how dumb Winston the Butler is. Yeah, as far as getting you know being able to lock him in the ice freezer, mm-hmm. uh, in whatever game that was. Um, he also tells you he tried to wash the the bricks on the outside of the mansion with uh, washcloths, mm-hmm. and was surprised that that didn't work. Which is like. Jesus Christ, dude, what are you... Lara Croft can, you know, afford better people mm-hmm. to take care of her mansion, but uh, they're following that up with a Final Fantasy VII-themed mm. pack called the Midgar Special Pack. Ah. Uh, uh, that, at least from what they show here, uh, includes, like, uh, Cloud's weird anime bike, mm-hmm. uh, as well as, I think, some uh, other... Other places, I assume, maybe Tifa's Bar mm. uh, in the under area, uh, whatever the, the place where they plan their missions proper. Mm. Uh, so that'd be cool. That'll be mm-hmm. out 
they seem like in the near future, the next couple of months. Mm. That, but it'll also be free for people to mm-hmm. check out. Yeah, it's definitely a fun cross-promotion kind of thing. Um, what's a little confusing is um, I don't think Power Watch Simulator is on PlayStation yet, right? It just released with the Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. it just did. Uh, okay. yeah. 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 Yeah, so that'll be on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a free updates for all that, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Sony... God of War Ragnarok has reached 11 million units sold mm-hmm. in just under three months, which is a crazy pace for them to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is really impressive. Yeah, this is of the like the end of January. Mm-hmm. So essentially had like most of November, all of December and January mm-hmm. to get 11 million units, which is blowing away probably anything else Sony has sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, for best-selling you know, games so far. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, ridiculous and a well-deserved success. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, great to, great to see. And obviously, mm-hmm. we'll have another God of War game. That's it in the, the Norse mythology stuff, but mm-hmm. he'll find his way somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, yeah, let's get to some questionable news. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, the big news of the week is a report that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are all skipping E3 2023. Yeah. Uh, seemingly citing that, you know, uh, the, uh, who is the company that's taken over E3 from them, Reed Pop, mm-hmm. uh, that they're just not happy with what they are hearing at this point. Mm-hmm. about the show for their taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly the source that the, that IGN had here mm-hmm. said for years, we've listened, heard and studied the global or knows what the E3 said uh, for years. We've listened, heard and studied the global com- game community's feedback. E3 2023 will be recognizably epic. A return to form that honors what's always worked mm-hmm. uh, reshaping what didn't setting a new benchmark for video game expos mm-hmm. in 2023 and beyond. Uh, but yeah, it seems like uh, the the thing that's been happening is they've been kind of slow, you know, letting mm-hmm. companies know like what to expect out of the show for any sort of preparations they would want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not being a, a you know a great partner with this stuff. Nope. And so the the big three have said like ah we're uh, out of it at least for being in i think the the conference yeah uh, the conference halls uh, they may have some side stuff or just do streams during that time mm-hmm. but it seems like any sort of show floor thing they are not going to be there mm-hmm. at the very least and yeah it seems like read pop is uh maybe having some trouble with that stuff mm-hmm. uh, figuring out what the exact vision is going to be uh, which is a little concerning considering this thing's about four months away. Mm. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. And it's like, that shouldn't be too hard for them because they've been doing packs for many years now and mm-hmm. comic cons and all this other events. Uh, yeah. But maybe, you know, trying to get all these people to commit for the show is being a lot more of a challenge versus a, a packs where, you know, all that stuff is more casual. 
Mm-hmm. Possible. Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, like when when they first made the announcement that Reed Pop was taking over E3, um, I thought it was definitely a uh, you know sort of a homecoming if anything because Reed Pop does such a, such a good job with uh, PAX and all the other all, all these other conventions that uh, it might work out work out for E3. But the bottom line is, you know how how useful is it if the top three game companies aren't going to be there? So mm-hmm. um, for me, it's just. Uh, another notch or another feather that uh, Jeff Keighley could put under his cap for a summer of gaming. Cause it seems like that's definitely taken over as the uh, summer announcement marathon of people's choice. So yeah, yeah. We'll go from there. But uh, I am interested in seeing how E3 even moves forward without the top three, because like, you know, for, for all of us, like we, we were around for the old GameSpot years, the G4 years where we see like, Oh, there's the big Microsoft booth right next to the big Sony booth. Yeah. It's in the middle and all that, so it's 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 different now. So, but yeah, um, you know, E three has just increasingly is just it's lost its relevance, really. You know, the the importance that the gaming community and the industry put on it as an event has largely been drained away by you know streams, you know, that they can do online, and also you know other events. Just, I mean, there's really no two ways about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeff Keighley is the other interesting wild card because, you know, they do mostly just the show stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think last year they had like a little physical space to have, you know, different uh, companies be able to show stuff off to the press. Yeah. Uh, so may just be doing that kind of thing a little more, uh, I don't know, less expensive kind of mm-hmm. way of doing things. And uh, you know oh. they can get their their announcements in there without having to do a lot of pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. Let Jeff Keeley, you know, handle all the the good and the bad. Yeah. So yeah, that is a uh, interesting to see, and yeah, definitely an opportunity for smaller companies to come in and say like, "Hey, pay attention to us now." Mm-hmm. Uh, those nerds are out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of big companies, Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. They still exist. Yep. Somehow. Uh, Somehow. But yeah, the... Against all laws of God and nature. Yeah, the SEC has figured out that they exist and decided to uh, settle charges with them over... Uh, let's see, they violated workplace misconduct reporting rules and whistleblower protections. Mm-hmm. Uh, settling these charges to pay $35 million dollars. As a result, uh, and yeah, the Call of Duty publisher gets to admit no wrongdoing in the case. Uh, so that's cool for them. Uh, yeah, the SEC order states that Activision Blizzard, quote unquote, lacked controls and procedures to properly collect and analyze employee complaints of workplace misconduct. As a result, the company's management, quote unquote, lacked sufficient information to even know if there were certain issues at the company that required public disclosures to investors. In addition, the SEC order also claims Activision Blizzard used separation agreements for departing employees that required them to notify the company if they were contacted for information by the SEC, which would be a violation of whistleblower protections. So that's a lot of stuff there uh, that they claim they had no wrongdoing. (sighs) 
and this $35 million is not much of a penalty for them. Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go for that. Isn't it great that our law has that funny little loophole in there where they can admit like, oh, this shit happened and we were with it and facilitated it, but we have no wrongdoing. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. I yeah. mentioned Blizzard losing some money in yeah. the process. But hey, they'll get acquired by Microsoft and then no longer have to worry about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the worst part of the week, uh, that a number of games were shut down, delayed, or are being delisted. Uh, and I got this all set up starting, uh, let's see, February 7th all the way through June 6th. Uh, Death March for a number of games here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first up was the very weird announcement of dozens of games for the Xbox 360 marketplace are being delisted. Mm-hmm. It seems like it will not affect their ability for the ones that are available on the Xbox One or Xbox Series mm-hmm. X and S storefronts to be purchased there, but if you just have an Xbox 360 and have been able to you know, access stuff that way, mm-hmm. uh, these 46 games will no longer be available to you. Yeah. Uh, so some of these people have been doing charts of which ones are essentially disappearing for good that are not backwards mm-hmm. compatible uh, for that stuff. But yeah, this includes a lot of uh, big games like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood 3, yeah. 4, Liberation HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some Microsoft games on here, like Blue Dragon, uh, Lost Odyssey, yeah. Aegis Wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other ones? There's some indie stuff here that they published as well. Uh, but yeah, there's some Sega stuff, like Sega Vintage Collection Alex Kidd & Co., which oh yeah, they have other ways of selling you those Alex Kidd games, so it's not really a big deal for them. There's like Splinter Cell Conviction, Spelunky, Star Wars Battlefront, KOTOR 2, the Orange Box, The Raven Wit Episode 1, The Witcher 2, Prince of Persia, that's the uh, the 2008 one, the very colorful one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruse, Phantom Breaker, Battlegrounds, Peggle 2, Outpost, Koloki X, N+, Mass Effect 2, Lo- uh, yeah, Lost Odyssey, Limbo, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, Jet Set Radio, Iron Brigade, Jeremy McGrath's Off-Road, Final Fight Double Impact, Far Cry 2, all these sorts of games. It's a weird Mm -hmm. list of games that... I don't know if it's like publishing rights for these games on this platform or like expiring or what's going on. No idea. But then conveniently, like later in the week, a support page on the Microsoft or the, the Xbox site went up claiming that the... Uh, Xbox 360 storefront was being taken down May 7th, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere in May. Had very specific dates for like when things were happening. Yeah, and they're like, "Whoopsie, somebody accidentally posted this in error. Mm-hmm. It's not a real thing." It's like well, these are very specific dates. It seems like you were maybe trying to announce something, and then people said, "What the fuck?" And you said, "Whoopsie, <laughs> somebody accidentally spent a lot of time writing and." setting these things up to go down that we just decided, no, that was an error. Yeah. Like Netflix and their password sharing thing. Yeah. Last this past week, there was like, they're like, whoopsie, this wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, that seems very convenient. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the Microsoft news mm-hmm. of the week. Some things are happening on the 360 marketplace, but it's maybe not going down. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then a big one happened. Rumbleverse is shutting down mm-hmm. uh, February 28th. This is the Iron Galaxy wrestling-themed Battle Royale. Uh, that by all rights is a very good game. Just did not pick up in a way that... Uh, they would have wanted to continue to invest, you know, the team in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they seem to be pulling out of it in you know, about seven months after launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunate, but there's so many battle royales and live service games out there that it's not surprising that this one didn't, you know, make a big deal out there mm-hmm. and sort of justify its continued existence. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, that is uh, the the bad news. They are refunding any money spent in the game mm-hmm. uh, or on it. Uh, we'll get refunds. That includes Rumbleverse Battle Pass or Brawl Bills on any platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Battle Pass will be free for everybody with double XP gain for the rest of the month. So you can at least play it and enjoy it for the rest of the month. Yeah. So that's cool. I'll be either closing the in-game store and release the final updates, uh, or they have released the final update. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's a game people should check out before it's gone. Mm. Uh, the big message they put out for this is that, uh, you know, saying it just didn't go the way they wanted, mm. uh, but also seemed like they still want to make something in this Rumble universe uh, at some point, maybe a, a different kind of game, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Iron Galaxy is the sort of studio that tries to work on, you know, fiscally responsible games. Mm-hmm. Whether they're helping to port stuff or you know support studio or working on their own things, uh, they try not to do too risky of projects for themselves. Mm-hmm. And saw them to be a pretty successful studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, hopefully their next one is uh, a good game. That has a lot of success mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, next one, The Last of Us Part 1 for the PC has been delayed to March 28th. I think it was supposed to be mm-hmm. out March 3rd. Uh, but they've said they needed some more time to finish it up uh, properly. So yeah, there you go. It's about three and a half weeks afterwards. Probably around the time that the show ends. Yeah, probably. I would not specifically like timed for that. No, but a convenient timing is people finish up that show and like, I want to see what what this thing is. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a, a PC version out around that time. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Not really too bad there. Just we'll wait a little longer. Now it's actually mm-hmm. going to be on March 12th. So it'll be uh, a little bit after it's over. Uh, but either way, I mean, like, the Last of Us has seen like what a two hundred three hundred percent like um, uh, spike in sales ever since the uh, TV show came out. So they're 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 definitely just uh, counting their bills at this point. And obviously, the PC version is going to be awesome. So uh, I don't think anybody's too worried about that. There. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go for that. Uh, next up, mm. a big delay. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed from March seventeenth to April twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put up a big statement, you know, saying that they are uh, excited to get this game out, but still need, 
you know, more time for the final stage of fixing bugs and mm-hmm. enhancing performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from everything we've seen of this game, it looks like it's a huge upgrade over the first game, mm-hmm. uh, visually and polish and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, willing to let them take the time they need. Mm. No need to rush this one out it's like they did the first game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, a little more time for that one. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, EA also followed it up with some bad news mm. that they are shutting down Apex Legends Mobile. Mm-hmm. So I guess that one just has not done very well for them. It's not really making mm-hmm. the money that they would have wanted out of it, mm-hmm. uh, like the console and PC versions have. Uh, and along with that, they've canceled Battlefield Mobile, mm-hmm. which was in development and sort of like a, a beta point that people on mobile could jump into and test out for them. Mm-hmm. So apparently not going well for that one either. And they also shuttered the the developer of that game as well, Industrial Toys. Mm. So not a great time for EA's mobile initiatives mm-hmm. uh, for their, their big IPs. So that's not great for them. Mm. But mobile's in that weird place where if, if it's not taken off, then just shut it down. Use that money for other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you go for that. Next one up here, Konami is shutting down Crime Site. Mm. You may not have ever heard of this game. Nope. Uh, it is a PC-only game mm-hmm. uh, that is very much trying to do Among Us social deduction game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been out for, or by the time, or no, it launched April, 2022. It'll be shutting down May 1st, 2023. Mm-hmm. And so that essentially means that it will be completely unplayable at that point. So yeah, it's an online only game. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, also the game itself won't be able to play. And yeah, as a result, all the Steam reviews are negative. So that now the game has a Steam score of mostly negative. Mm-hmm. So you try to keep people from paying for it. So hopefully that works because, yeah, don't need to uh, invest further into this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, this, this is a game that turns like Sherlock and Holmes, Sherlock Holmes and. Uh, Moriarty as you know a you know social deduction game, mm. which is not a bad idea, but it is a bad idea if you can't make it good. So yeah, there you go for that. Yep. Uh, now we got another delay. Amnesia: yeah. The Bunker. Uh, yeah, supposed to be out. I think this spring. Mm-hmm. No specific date, but has been delayed to May sixteenth. Mm. Yeah, it had a March release window, but no specific date. So I guess technically this is them announcing an actual date of May 16th. Uh, there you go. This is the, the newest of the Amnesia games set during World War One. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you play the role of Henry Clement, a French soldier who's left behind by his battalion and finds himself trapped inside an abandoned military bunker. Mm-hmm. But he's not alone. A deadly creature stalks the corridors, hunting for its next meal. So it's mm-hmm. like the, the original Amnesia game. Mm. 
So it looks neat. But if you're expecting it next month, mm-hmm. uh, it will not be out that early. So there you go. Mm. Awesome. Uh, yep. Next one here. Crossfire X is mm-hmm. getting shut down. Yep. And they decided to do a great thing in uh, making the single player campaign also reliant on its servers. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you paid for the single player campaign or were hoping to play it on game pass or whatever, uh, mm. it'll no longer be playable fully as of May 18th. Yeah. Uh, the multiplayer stuff launched on February 10th last year. Mm. Uh, so it'll be, you know, barely f- uh, 15 months old by the time mm. this happens. Uh, but yeah, just Microsoft made a big deal about getting this game on Xbox and nobody here cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what they got? They got Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And you don't need Crossfire X if you've got Call of Duty. Mm. Basically, and that Remedy campaign is not Remedy doing their thing. They're just making a fairly standard first-person shooter campaign. Mm. And that's not what people want there either. Mm. So yeah, all sales on the Xbox Store have been halted. New content added to the game. If you made purchases within the last... 14 days as of February 3rd, you get a refund or you'll be eligible for a refund. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you purchase stuff before that, you're screwed. Yep. <laughs> Which is always a great way to do things. Oh, yeah. And they have an FAQ here if you need uh, more words saying why uh, you've wasted your time playing this game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. And yeah, the last one here Knockout City is also shutting down. On June 6th, mm. uh, they're doing a cool thing in that the game will not be unplayable, mm. or at least the the game in some form won't be unplayable. I think it's shutting down on all the consoles and PC, but then they will be releasing a new version that allows uh, people to use their own servers for the game mm-hmm. uh, so that it can continue to live on. Mm. Uh, this is uh, the multiplayer dodgeball game, in case you yeah. forgot what Knockout City was. But the game did pretty well, but not that well, I guess, especially mm. of late. Uh, which is surprising because I think late last year, like last fall, they were doing a big uh, crossover thing with the TMNT IP. Mm. Uh, so you could get costumes for all the turtles. Uh, I forget what else. I think they added some more later on. Mm. That was had me like looking at me like, man, I should get that. The turtles are cool. They look cool. Yeah. And this was the it was the '80s cartoon turtles mm-hmm. in 3D playing dodgeball. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And I did mm. buy it, and that was a good idea. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Uh, they mm-hmm. are. Let's see what are they doing here. They're doing their final season, season nine. Uh, saying, yeah, that'll be the final season, and on the morning of June 6th, over two years after initial launch, all servers around the world will be shut down. The game will no longer be playable. Uh, They're putting all sorts of cool stuff into this final season to give it an epic send-off, both in and out of the game. 
Yeah, they'll have a private server version on PC so that Knockout City can be enjoyed by players who host their own servers forever, mm-hmm. which is not something that most PC developers do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, they've had 12 million players play the game over its life, but mm-hmm. uh, they say there are several aspects of the game in need of a major disruption to better attract and retain enough players to be sustainable, and it's just not able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they needed to step the step back and uh, you know send this game out and get ready for whatever's next for them. So mm-hmm. hopefully that one works out for them. But yeah, the the new season starts on February twenty eighth, run for twelve weeks. So they'll have you know events going on there to kind of add some new stuff and kind of make it as fun of a send off as they can. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, And on a good note Mm. for a game that is pretty cool for what it is. So yeah, that's, that's all the, the bummer news of the week. Yeah. Uh, Games ending games, getting delayed and some big delistings on the Xbox 360 marketplace that Mm -hmm. uh, has people questioning whether to set up their systems or not. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for the show this week. Yep. Uh, thank you to Dan Reb and Brandon for joining this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news and uh, some cool stuff to talk about as the releases start hitting. Uh, I forget what is hitting this week specifically, but uh, I was looking at things to get off of Gamefly, and a lot of it's in like the the 14th or the 21st. PlayStation VR is two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. I want to do some streams of just PlayStation VR stuff mm-hmm. and send that off. Uh, I have to figure out how to set all that up here. So mm. there you go. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you enjoy the show, feel free to let friends and family know that they should check it out mm-hmm. and select strangers that uh, will not give you bummer news. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Hope you have a good one and see y'all next time.